the Learning and Development Podcast. I'm David James from Loop, and each episode I chat with guests about what lights them up in the world of people development. In this episode, I'm speaking with Shannon Martin, who is Director of Communications and Internal Podcasting Specialist at Podbean, which is a podcast hosting platform about L&D getting involved in podcasting. But before we get into it, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating on your podcast app of choice to help others to find us. And thank you if you've already done so. Now, let's get into it. Shannon, welcome to the Learning and Development Podcast. Glad to join you today. Um, Now, Shannon, this is just one of a growing number of podcasts in the field of learning and development. And whilst the medium isn't new, it really is boom time for podcasts right now, isn't it? It definitely is. Yeah, last year at Podbean alone, we saw over 100,000 new podcasts started. Wow. Yeah, I think a lot of people f- found their creative vibe during <laughs> lockdown <laughs> and such. But I mean, even listening has really continued to expand. I think it's been up about 40% in the past three years mm. um, in the US. And then we're also seeing you know, a lot of global expansion and uh, there's an interesting stat that said that I read that said that um, more Americans listen to a podcast every week and attend religious services. Wow, wow. <laughs> and I think that was that was not related to COVID and things being closed down. You know, that yeah. was just normal patterns. So, uh, yeah, the numbers are really growing. It's, you know, I think you can just tell by the pop culture factor that mm. you hear podcasts brought up in TV shows and things. And that's when you kind of know a medium is you know, uh, something that's kind of pervasive in yeah. society. You got, I mean, a good um, uh, barometer for that is when was the last time you had to describe to someone what a podcast was? I think, uh, uh, you know, it really, it really has uh, entered uh, the pantheon of, uh, of, of everyday language. But, but Shannon, what is it about podcasts then that makes them so popular? Say, compare them to, and I'm not saying that it's more popular than, but, but you certainly you can compare it to, say, radio and audio books because it's, it's, it's on that level now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think that a couple, there's a couple of things about it. The on-demand nature of it is one mm. of the things that makes it particularly appealing, especially versus something like radio. I mean, there's mm. a lot of podcasts that come out of radio that are actually radio shows repurposed, but the big difference is people have that mentality really more than ever right now about things being on demand, you know, being able to binge things if they want or have their weekly podcast when they want to have it. Um, So I think that's a huge part of it, that the convenience. Um, It's also, you know, the nature of it because there's never been sort of a meaty gatekeeper. I mean, to create an audio book, you know, is a process and there's expenses and things to create a radio show someone's going to decide whether your radio show is something that they want to put out. Mm. Um, Podcasts really foster this sort of independent creation of, you know, this is something I'm passionate about. And there's every little niche area that people Mm. podcast about that you, you know, things I didn't even know existed. (laughs) And then you find there's already 30 podcasts about it, but I think it allows for a lot of creativity and that, it's, you know, the creator side, but also the listener side, because then the listeners, uh, you know, have a similar kind of passion for something mm. that they're seeking out a real specific topic. You mentioned there about niche. It's um, uh, to geek out a little bit on uh, on podcasts. It's kind of following <laughs> a, uh, 
um, a, a path that inbound marketing had. And I think that uh, inbound marketing capitalized on something that was already there. You mentioned uh, that there's this DIY nature that uh, of podcasts right now that um, your podcast app is a search engine in itself, isn't it? That, that you can follow a particular niche and whether you have a need because you're going through something in your life, whether you have an interest uh, or uh, whether you're exploring uh, alternative podcasts to, to, to those that you enjoy there's always there's somebody's made a podcast about it haven't they so so it's a, it's a search engine and a, and a and an avenue in itself yes it's very true i mean i'm one of those that uh, i have you know i have some regular podcasts but i love to just search for a topic I, whenever i travel somewhere i always look for podcasts either from there or about the area and stuff and there's always some interesting stuff out there so i, I really use it that way and i think mm. more people are uh doing that and and poking around finding different stuff not and not just finding the big mainstream things either mm. what i find interesting is when uh you hear radio djs have a podcast and, and initially i thought why would why would you surely it's the same and then you realize it's the off-road nature of podcasts they seem to be far less scripted it is like listening in on a private conversation between two people who are passionate who can be expert um who can have um, perhaps just a, a bit more insight than you do on a, on a particular topic where radio shows represent a brand. So they, they, they're likely to stay on brand and stay on topic or, uh, or, or, or um, in terms of playing the, the music that, uh, that the, the listener is expecting. And of course, audio books are not as interactive. Well, they're not at all interactive. It is the sharing of ideas and pulling together ideas. It really is a very, it's a fundamentally different uh, medium that I think the value of it is that, that you are listening in. And I, and I wonder whether there is this nosiness, like a natural <laughs> nosiness that we have that we want to listen in, or we recognize the real value of, can I say it, you know, an English term? I hope it uh, uh, it translates earwigging, um, like with uh, when you're like in on 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 two people perhaps that, that you don't know. Yeah, there's a funny meme that uh, you know I I love, and it's sort of this old school 80, 1980s billboard with mm. uh, people socializing, and then there's a person sitting on a kid sitting on the ground next to it, and it says that's what it's like listening to podcasts. <laughs> you know, you're you are you're kind of like you're part of the group, but you're not, and people feel a lot of times like you know if I listen to your podcast on a regular basis, I start to feel like I know you, even though <laughs> I don't, you know, so that, that definitely is part of the magic of it, I think. Oh, can you just imagine going and trying to tell somebody in the 1980s that this is what we listen to? I think, I think that we, you'll be met with bafflement um, that, uh, that, that you probably have to have been on the journey for a while. Now, now I'm a, a podcast addict, so I'm sure you are uh, too, uh, Shannon, uh, and I have been for, for many years. I also host two podcasts, so I might be the first uh, time I can give a plug to my Great Music Debate podcast. Um, but, but podcasts seem to be increasingly moving from general interest uh, and and public into organizations, aren't they? Yes, certainly. I, I would say uh, I liked your reference earlier to inbound marketing because I think of it a lot like a blog or mm. maybe even a website for a company. You know, companies, you know, those are essential things now uh, and kind of a given. 
that that's something you're going to have. I mean, it, even a, a small, a tiny one person company, you know, it's like immediately, you know, yeah. website blog. Uh, now it's, it's getting that way with podcasts and we're seeing a lot of that is organizations doing sort of, um, uh, stories that are for sort of a marketing and external purpose, of course, um, but really over the last couple of years, what we've seen is a lot more uh, organizations saying, well, wait a minute, you know, our employees and our, you know, internal constituents and maybe some of the, maybe our customers, you know, these are all also people that we need to be kind of quote unquote marketing to all the mm -hmm. time. And we need to be training and developing. And there's so many different things we need to do. And a podcast could really fit some of those needs. So yeah, the past couple of years, we've just seen a huge expansion in that um, aspect of, of our podcast platform. Well, when you think about some of the um, uh, the goals of, of of brand marketing, there's something around brand loyalty, which of course doesn't just mean for a consumer. You do want brand loyalty from uh, from employees. There is broader awareness. There's there's an educational ele element as well. Um, we're we're very much used to brands um, educating us in uh, in in their buying cycles, um, and of course, you know, you you could see um, that similar channels benefiting employees and, and employees at the right time uh, wanting to engage. So what departments seem to be embracing podcasts um, the most uh, that, that, that you're working with and you're aware of, Shannon, uh, and for what purposes? Yeah, we're seeing a quite diverse uh, usage. I would say the main areas we see are internal communications. Mm. And so again, sort of bring a new spin, a new life to internal communications. Uh, there, there's some stats that I learned about in doing research on this initially about how much information we actually take in when we read something. And I'm a huge reader and I write for a living, but yeah. it's not very good. It's like 7% <laughs> that we decode. Uh, and when you use audiovisual medium, it goes up to like 38, 40%. Mm. So you can see immediately if you're doing, you know, communications of important information, why it makes a lot of sense besides the fact that it's appealing to the employees and we're all sick of looking at screens all day you know meetings and zooms and all that but also re especially reading you know on our screens so a lot of internal comms people are saying okay a podcast makes a lot of sense for to complement what we already do maybe to replace some bits of it uh, to better communicate with the workforce that's scattered all around the world remote working from home, that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's a big use for sure. Then uh, we also see a lot of training and learning and development kind of usages. And those, you know, vary a lot. Some of that is really um, people development, I would say talent development, where it's stories of um, customer success stories, wins for the employees. Uh, one of the uh, companies we work with that I just, like, I'm so impressed by what they do. Uh, we just interviewed them the other day. They're Slalom. It's a consulting firm. And they have, they've actually, they, they use the Podbean app, but it's, it's branded for them. It's called Slalom on Air. And they have uh, now numerous podcast channels. Um, but they, a lot of what they do is 
tell stories of mm-hmm. employees. And they're very much, if you kind of, if you look at their website, you can imagine immediately how podcasting, how they would have thought it was a good fit because they're all about, you know, a people first culture, uh, really, you know, taking the knowledge from within that they have, you know, these consultants that really gain tons of knowledge and, and sharing all of that. So they've just had, and <laughs> we did this interview with them and we shared it. And then it just goes to show like the proof is in the pudding for sure because they their employees like 12 of them immediately commented on our post on LinkedIn mm. we love the podcast you know this has been one of the greatest channels you know and blah 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 and so that I mean when you have employees actually saying they enjoy your L&D stuff and your training and your <laughs> communications that's that's huge mm. um, and and we're seeing some interesting uses with even more like concrete kind of training mm-hmm. pieces. Uh, one of the ones lately that kind of struck me is, well, we see a lot of sales enablement mm-hmm. podcast doing all kinds of different things with it. But one in particular that I find interesting is doing role plays because of course it's a verbal medium. Mm-hmm. Those interactions are verbal. So going through sale, sort of sales calls, you know, what makes a successful sales call and, you know, you hear it, you're able to model it, you're able to listen on the fly, go back, you know, oh, I'm really struggling and or I'm running into th- this objection all the time. Oh, here's a podcast where someone else was dealing with the same thing and I can really just, you know, get that message verbally and continue to, you know, kind of hear that and, and figure out ways to you know, use that. And similarly, I think that that same kind of concept for support staff, for people mm. that are taking those, you know, problematic phone calls and uh, angry customers and all of that. I mean, we all know that they have a lot of scripts about mm. how to deal with different things and stuff, but that's, you know, a written script. Okay. But they're taking a phone call. If they can hear it, it can really yeah. sink in. Uh, and then it gives them something. Okay. Now I have some downtime. We have these podcasts that I can pull up, you know, listen to on a, either a specific topic or just continually kind of get that reinforced. Uh, so we're seeing, uh, I, I think that, I think we're going to see more of that. I think mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of a neat use. Uh, and from the training and, and the development perspective, uh, we're seeing, a lot of uses where it's kind of like, I guess it would be sort of considered a, a micro learning piece where it can be any of a number of things. It can be listen to this kind of pre going into a more extensive sort of training course to kind of warm you up for it. And uh, it can be a reinforcement bit piece uh, and it can be, you know, ongoing kind of learning uh, new updates and things. And um, some of the organizations that we work with really they're kind of fast paced in terms of what's mm. happening. I think far, pharmaceutical and medical has been one of our kind of big areas the last couple years. Uh, and of course, they have just a ton of detailed stuff that they have to yeah. communicate to people and it's changing and uh, they have to be able to, you know, always have access to the latest information. And they may, of course, it's not going to all be communicated by podcast. They, they need a sheet to go back and read and 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 that kind of thing but the podcast is you know that kind of stuff you usually have to see a couple see and hear a couple different ways Mm. um and it gives them and and again again especially some of these types of uh jobs where you're also on the go a lot uh so it's it's very practical from that perspective 
yeah there's so, there's so much to pull out there and when you consider the um the situation that many people find themselves in that they may be remote working um there are there are, there are some of us are still in lockdown uh that yes. uh, they don't have a lot of uh, uh interaction with um uh, with as many people as uh, as before so uh, the opportunity to connect people around ideas and stories is uh it can be in- incredibly powerful um you, you mentioned there that, you know uh, with sales forces there might be people uh, on the road, and I'd always thought it would be a great idea. Uh, I mean, initially, I am um, um, before before I suppose the um, the, the mass consumption of uh, a podcast. Thought about some kind of radio station where you just bring people along. You know, you're, you're just talking about the stuff that really matters to people. And now you have got this very personal medium where you can uh, you can speak with people about some of the, the most important stuff what i like about it as well is that you can encourage people to get away from the desk i mean we are all <laughs> sick of zoom calls aren't we uh, <laughs> so, so so to encourage people to to go and take a walk around the block or go and have a coffee uh, and and have a listen to some important conversations is going it's going to be um useful for um uh, for anybody um i you know i could certainly see how um uh, podcasts would be useful in say providing insights you know, you've, uh, you could have, um, uh, it could be incredibly valuable to hear a candid conversation, say, between leaders and core decision makers uh, within um, uh, an organization. And you could see how that, that um, might not just appeal to um, all employees. You can actually be quite targeted with this as well, can't you, with uh, trying to focus on um, a distinct group or a distinct level or a particular cohort uh, around the uh, the information that they need. And, and you hear it, I mean, well before um, uh, so many people were working from home uh, there was there was there's always a massive complaint in organizations about not being there where decisions are made i mean learning and development say that a lot of uh, the time as well we always talk about wanting a seat at the table but if you, you know you might not need a seat at the table if you do have access to to those decision makers and uh, and those leaders do you have you seen um uh, senior leadership in organizations embrace this as a as a way of of bringing their people along with their ideas and their thinking yeah I th- think that's one of the favorite uses mm. I, we have you know I there's like CEO fireside chats mm. <laughs> I think is one thing we've seen um, and leadership at all different levels and then a lot of people I've talked to lately they've said it's about leadership development at all levels so that's where we want to get different employees involved in different departments and sharing so that people understand more of the rationale behind mm. what the company is doing and the direction they're moving because we can be so especially if we are working remotely and we're not all together, you know, we can be very fragmented. Um, but the last thing we all really want is to have a meeting with every different department to hear about, you know, to basically have our whole day full of meetings to get that stuff. But to be able to hear the stories and understand straight from that, you know, that intimate factor of that voice. Um, but yeah, I, I, so many CEO like I said, fireside chats or CEO updates, you know, that's a really popular one for sure. And then, um, uh, yeah, a, a big one has also been that we've seen these uh, sort of, uh, you know, picking out of specific like leadership examples um, and interviewing the employee uh, and doing that. So I think there's so many, uh, you know, good ways that, that that you can really tap into so much that's going on that it doesn't, you know, it, it fits it fits so well because again, the story. I think someone shared, um, you know, the personal the personal makes it universal or something, you know, it's yeah. very personal, but that makes you, you know, kind of feel that it's sort of universal. Okay. Here's what we're all doing. Here's why. 
uh, and and that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, the the you mentioned about um, content segmentation. I think that's mm -hmm. really a key thing. Also, is that you may have like the CEO update, maybe something everybody gets, everybody wants, but then you can have really targeted podcasts. Um, I mentioned sales enablement that you know other employees don't <laughs> need or want, uh, and it goes out. So we use a, a concept called groups in our platform. So people can be segmented into groups to get the content that's relevant uh, for, you know, for their needs. And so there's, you know, so many different things mm. that can be done with it then, you know, to make it make sure it's applicable. Yeah, well, we talk in uh, in learning and development about blended learning, and what we mean there is uh, um, different different forms of which content or experiences um, that may be made available. So uh, the the core of learning and development, for as long as they you know we've been a function, has been the classroom. There's going to be a classroom event, which is supplemented by some e-learning, uh, which may then be followed up with you know an interactive website or or a PDF. But we talk about the blend as a way of um, making the most, getting the most value from that that face-to-face -face experience, and then um, uh, creating something that's more continuous that helps to remind people and, and pull out some of those key areas. But that's flipping because, of course, uh, in the same way as, as digital marketing has become the forefront of marketing, we're seeing that digital is playing much more of a leading role. Now, I don't need to tell you, Shadow, it's because we're all used to Googling. We're all used to YouTube. We're all used to getting what it is we need when we need it um, in service of our personal and professional goals. And so digital is providing an opportunity to do that. And you can see that um, that blending podcast as a as an element of a program can be incredibly powerful and not to shoehorn another channel or another medium uh, into uh, a a program or to to enhance the the face to face but a lot of the time to replace what could have been wasted effort in bringing people together to deliver content when you said earlier about us only remember seven percent of, uh, of of perhaps what we read in a blog but you know it's, we're talking fractions of that that people experience on two three and four five day programs that you know we as humans we're just not designed to remember that stuff so you just imagine that we, we're creating these opportunities to share insights and conversations you know some of the stuff that uh, that, that come to me uh, on this was uh, imagine um for you know you've got podcasts for new starters where you are speaking yes. with recent new starters talking about what was useful for them when they joined the company now no one's ever no no one's ever said well you know it was really helpful because i learned microsoft word no one no one <laughs> talks about the technical stuff when what they talk about it's all culturally nuanced everybody's talking about how the organization works how to get the right stuff done how to get shown to be how to be shown to be doing the right stuff done uh, who are the most important people it's so rich in the context of the organization and as, as you said before you know you've got that that personal element of, uh, of people talking about what it really means to assimilate within a within an organization i mean have you have you seen any of uh, any of that yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because that was actually a piece that I was just uh, going through that that interview with the one company I mentioned earlier, Slalom, and they specifically mentioned that they hand select, you know, they have tons of, uh, they have different podcasts now on tons of different channels, but they hand select episodes for their new joiners mm. and send them, you know, these hands that they think are some real key things that as you know coming into the company they need to know and they're really representative and we'll give them you know a leg up getting started and they 
said, not only does it bring them in with a real sense of the company, much more than they could gain from looking at the website and stuff, but it also really, they're, they're at a, they found over the time of doing that, that they're at a different level coming in as far as being able to kind of just hit the ground running. And so that's really interesting now that they have some sort of data you know, over time of doing it to see that it, it really has resulted in what they hoped because, mm. you know, I think one important point is not to just shoehorn something in because yeah. I think podcasting is cool. It doesn't mean you should do it <laughs> <laughs> necessarily. Uh, you shouldn't force it where maybe it yeah. doesn't fit. You don't need to, you don't want employees to think, oh, it's another thing. It's no. so irritating. But I think most people find, most companies find that's, it's not the case. It can replace other things. It can be more convenient. Um, but it's, it is about thinking what the goal is mm. uh, and how it fits and is it the right medium for a particular, a particular piece. And I think no matter what it is, there's sort of, is that probably that underlying storytelling kind of bit to it that kind yeah. of is the magic that, that maybe makes it, you know, a particularly good choice for a podcast or again, something that you really need to hear uh, some of those role plays and that kind mm. of thing. I think you've re- you've hit the nail on the head. You've got you've always got to come back to, especially within the profession of learning and development. If not, I mean everything. Uh, you know what is it that you're that you're looking to affect? Um, trying to trying to just do podcasts because you think it's you know fresh and it's the thing to be done. You're you're just going to be creating noise. But if you recognise that your new starters uh, are um, getting a great deal from having a coffee with uh, with other new starters on day one, but then they're left alone to figure out the rest. You probably realise that there's there's something you can do with podcasts to share those stories around. Um, and another example could be with uh, with new managers. I've heard it said before that you know and experienced it. It's like a career change. But what happens in our profession in learning and development is that that we offer so few leadership or management development programs that it can often take months if not years to actually attend and of course by that time you've already you've already done the hard bit you've already um, faced all of the unfamiliar situations and challenges that you're going to face and then you go you go along to to be told that uh, you know this is what you should have done all along but imagine you there are just this podcast series where you're talking if where the the host is talking with or one or a panel of recently promoted managers or you know which which all comes down to what does a manager actually do here and uh, what i love about that is that it's not that doesn't just have to mean within that organization uh, although you know to be said that that being a manager in one organization is very different from another but you can get down to departments because being a sales manager is going to be very different to being a facilities manager so so you wouldn't necessarily group them all in uh, there might be benefit if uh, if that's the problem you're trying to solve of bringing uh, bringing uh, different cohorts or groups together but there are challenges that people face that they would love to uh, to to understand and uh, and open up uh, what it actually means to be successful within within that given uh, organization um I, again i mean are, are you seeing this working at uh, at uh, at different levels for different types of, uh, of skill building definitely yeah the um one of the organizations that comes to mind with the, the management piece was uh, i mentioned sales enablement before and i've seen mm. that with uh, sales managers um and again yeah as you said, you know, you go from being a salesperson, you're wildly successful at selling. Now you're, okay, promoted to sales manager. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the skill, you know, you have certain skills that you can help, you know, 
coach people with, you don't necessarily have the manager skills and you run into a different set of uh, challenges. So I, I think that's a great use. And uh, just generally uh, sharing stories about from leadership or from anyone throughout the organization about sort of overcoming different challenges and adversities. I think right now this this is perf- could be perfect for so many industries that are, mm. you know, people are feeling very uncertain about things. And this time of uncertainty is a perfect time to be, of course, maximizing what you're communicating, yeah. giving people as much support as possible. Um, but also that does a lot for, um, you know, it does a lot for their morale and confidence and all that kind of stuff, but arming them with the tools that they need and, um, you know, kind of helping to overcome, you know, what's, what those challenges are. So I think there's just a tremendous amount, you know, the more leaders and, and different people can be transparent with some of that with, you know, what has gone on. And, and you know, you always hear great uh, leaders in, in, you know, TED Talks and stuff, yeah. you know, podcasts sharing about, you know, their 18 failures before they ever, you know, had a success with a company. And so, you know, that's out there, but I think people don't often relate that to the person, you know, the president that's directly in front of them. Uh, they think, they don't think that's happened to that person. They don't know. They don't know the, any personal stories. Uh, and it can make a huge difference just in, you know, even in employees wanting to strive for, mm. you know, developing themselves and growing, knowing that it's possible. And uh, diversity and inclusion is another area yeah. that we're seeing uh, some really cool stuff happening with. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, some re- some really good points there. I think that uh, the, the the public face of uh, of a leader uh, can can be a lot more accessible than than the employee facing one. So, what better way to to uh, to bring a message alive uh, than to to hear the you know person speaking off script? Now, um, if I can come to to your role and what you do, Shannon, how do you advise organisations and teams such as learning and development uh, if they want to get started with podcasts? Yeah, I we we do a lot of educational pieces kind of on this. I'm actually working on a big article right now for the um, Association of Talent Development. Mm-hmm. So I did a smaller article, but now we're really getting into the, the weeds of things about the, <laughs> about podcasting. Uh, and it, it's a little challenging at times because what I might advise you versus a different company, you know, because your resources might be different, your goals might be different. Mm-hmm. So I it's sometimes ha- have a little bit of a hard time with, you know, some of the questions like what's what length should the podcast be? How often should we do them? Well, I don't know. Is it a series or is it a weekly CEO chat? You know, the, it, it varies. So I hate I hate that it depends answer, but yeah. uh, it is. But of course, we consult also very much one on one with our clients that use our platform, and we're really really the tech platform. Um, so that's really our role. But uh, we're working with so many companies that we can also serve in an advisory role uh, and connect people with other resources too. So if they don't have in-house resources for production and things like that, um, we find that a lot do. But if they don't, we have people that we work with uh, that can help them at kind of whatever level. If it's simply editing <laughs> and you know that kind of stuff, or really having someone that helps them to really think out okay, we're going to do a series. What's it going to 
be about what are the goals, you know, bringing in voice talent. I mean, it can go to all kinds of extremes. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we've done a lot of articles and some webinars and things like that, too, that kind of help people to lay out the sort of the planning process. I think the most important bit, as we talked about before, thinking about the goals, mm -hmm. uh, and then we kind of we kind of tell people about, you know, here's the different considerations uh, when you're approaching it. Uh, we suggest things like perhaps doing a pilot project Mm. Uh, what we find is like the couple of examples I've brought up have both started with a podcast and now they have 13 podcasts, you know, down the road because it became very popular. They saw the success of it, but you don't have to start with 13. You don't no. have to start with every department doing it. Uh, you don't have to throw your, you know, budget at it. So we, we recommend a lot of people do the pilot um, piece and then they, they tend to see the success and then it grows from there. So uh, that's that's kind of one thing that we recommend. But we have a lot of pointers that we've found from different different companies' successes and challenges. Mm. And uh, like like any thing in a learning and development program, I mean, there's certain elements. I mean, thinking of what what the goals are and how it fits, kind of putting together a, a decent plan for it. So it's you know not every not every podcast has to be thoroughly you know, scripted. It's actually mm. the beauty that they're not, but you know, some planning behind it, some, uh, you know, thoughts as to sort of an editorial calendar for whatever it may be. Uh, and then the other piece that sometimes uh, we found can, can be an issue is you put out a podcast, but you don't, not every company thinks as well about the delivery and the promotion of it. Mm. So how, you know, that, that's the reason a lot of people come to us is because the convenience and the, the sort of user friendliness of the experience of the app that we've created makes it really convenient for the employee. And it does push notifications and, you know, it's like their, their normal podcast experience. So it yeah. makes it really nice. Um, but, you know, you also can't just have that and not I mean, employees have to know where do they get that. Yeah. Uh, they have to get the notifications. They have to, you know, you have to build some excitement around it. Yeah. Uh, and that the ones that have been most successful, that's been part of the thought process. And uh, we have one where we have an example. They, I mean, they made their own commercial for their podcast app yeah. and it's really it has some cool music behind it and it kind of goes through and explains, you know, why and what, why you'd want to listen. So that, it's, you can see then there's that excitement for the employees because that is part of the value of the podcast mm -hmm. is that it can be a little more appealing and exciting than maybe some other, you know, than reading a, a PDF or something. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to take advantage of that where you can. I think a big, you know, you've, you've hit the nail on the head, sell the value to the employee, don't sell the podcast. You know, it's uh, in learning and development can be guilty of, you know, trying to push a new suite of e-learning or trying to push a new program, but, what you've got to do is recognize what it is that uh, that individuals are struggling with or aspire to and make sure that you've got the solution to their problem rather than trying to create a problem for yourself, which is how do I get listen listeners to the podcast? But going back to your point before, you've got to recognize this is a this is a digital medium and digital approaches will say, do something small, run an experiment, you know, get something out there, learn from it because the first time you do it will probably be the worst time you do it. The second time <laughs> will be better. And then, uh, and then to, uh, to move on. But, um, but Shannon, there may be some anxiety about, um, uh, podcasts being more hassle than they're worth with, you know, you might have to book guests, you might have to plan topics. There's some editing, perhaps there's the, the logistics of where and when to record, but 
these need not be reasons to not get involved. So how do you generally allay concerns uh, of people who perhaps have some reservations? Yeah, I think that part of, it is part of the reason, part of the appeal potentially to podcasts for a lot of organizations is that it actually can be a, a pretty easy medium in terms of production. Now, when I say that, I mean, you're a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of work behind it. Yeah. Uh, but what I mean is that, you know, relative to creating a, a huge course, mm. uh, now podcasts can be audio or video. We have both in our app, yeah. but a lot of times when we're talking about it, we're kind of thinking audio. And of course, audio has some simplicity over video in terms of equipment and bandwidth and everything. Um, so that can be a, a huge value. Um, but there's also a lot of talent potentially within your organization that you can mm. tap into. Uh, and one thing that I think is kind of another benefit or something to consider is the collaboration aspect of getting, you know, this doesn't have to be just like the learning department is solely doing this and we're kind of in a silo and we're going to put this out and, you know, it, we can get employees involved, we can get different people doing mm -hmm. different pieces. And then uh, it does often, it kind of spreads yeah. <laughs> throughout the organization. Um, but there's all the different kinds of podcasts out there. So it just, it really uh, depends on kind of how you break down the responsibilities, but um, you know, it can, or recording, you know, with Zoom, mm. that's something people are people are using. There, you can repurpose other things you did on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, now, I think, um, you know, podcasts. You know, you of course want to be careful how you're doing it, and not just sort of repurposing something that maybe isn't a good fit, and not editing it at all, or <laughs> you know, these things. But <laughs> it, it can really be as simple as it's another distribution. Uh, method. Yeah. So we have a Zoom discussion about something and then we want employees, you know, to be able to quickly listen, you know, on their app. So it can be that. Uh, and that, you know, can be relatively simple. And the equipment and now and nowadays, comparatively uh, with podcasting uh, in general, the, the tools are there's so many tools out there and it's so easy. Uh, our app actually has a recorder built in. It has mm -hmm. for quite a few years. And we have we have a lot of uh, churches that you that do that and that's the way they record their sermon and that's what they do and their the audio is not bad with your yeah. earbuds you know into the phone so you know it, it's I, I mean, i'm not suggesting not to consider audio quality but i'm also i'm suggesting it's much easier nowadays to get decent audio quality and if the content is good i'm I'm a content person. I'm going to always say, <laughs> you know, if the content is good, if there's some entertainment value to it, uh, some inspiration, then I, I think people aren't going to mind if it's not produced like the best radio, you know, mm -hmm. broadcast that they ever listen to. They're not expecting that. Yeah. Uh, so that's. I think I think that uh, the, you know I, I always say that it doesn't have to be professional. It just can't be unprofessional. And I think that there is a lot. There's a lot of space there to uh, to be working with. Uh, a good friend of mine recorded 150 episode of a podcast uh, over over several months and uh, and years uh, speaking into the handset, and you'd yeah. never know. I mean, yeah. I, I'd say that I was uh, that that uh, that that. that poor sound quality does actually put me off um uh, podcast sometimes but when when you know that speaking into a handset can be um uh, can sound great um then then i think that that's onto a winner but 
you know even, even some mics it really doesn't it really doesn't take much and uh, you you mentioned mine you know I, I i record on zoom i split the audio i drop it into garage band and when i'm doing that last quality check i can really do it on almost real time you you know you're mm -hmm. cutting chunks out you're you're muting uh, a little bit you're top and tailing it uh, you might have some music that your brand department want to want to involve but once you've got it set up once it really is a case of, uh, of drop and go and, and uh, it really shouldn't be a barrier to creating valuable content. And I think that's probably what it comes down to as well, that does your time in uh, producing that uh, equate to, uh, to, to more than the, the, or less than the value that, uh, that, that the individuals are going to take. And, and again, learning and development build e-learning that can take tens of hours, um, programs that can take months to schedule. This, is, this can be real-time uh, valuable conversation uh, into people's ears in, uh, in, in, in just, a, just a matter of minutes. Um, but if the listener is thinking, uh, Shannon, that, that podcasts are something that they'd like to experiment with, how would you advise that they start? Uh, I will. I, they're welcome to reach out to me if they have questions, of course. Um, and we have lots of resources. Um, our blog is blog.podbean.com. But what I'd um, what I would definitely recommend is we have a, we actually have a LinkedIn group, mm -hmm. uh, and it's called Podcasting for Learning and Development and Internal Communications. So it's very easy to find. Uh, and I'd say um, join that. There we post resources pretty regularly, but it's also, of course, is a group, so it's meant to be interactive. So if it's something you're thinking about you can post a question and find out if there are other people doing what you're planning on doing you know what their advice is uh getting that kind of stuff uh if you don't already listen to podcasts but you think you want to do a podcast i would say start by listening to podcasts yeah geek out on podcasts first yeah <laughs> yeah because i think it's it's like i'm a writer and that started from a passion for reading i think mm -hmm. it, I, I can't imagine being a writer without reading and i think you might think oh well the podcasts I listen to are so different than what I would do for learning and development, but you might borrow elements. You might mm -hmm. find cool things that they do, little tricks, you know, oh, it is nice that they always have a consistent intro. Uh, I like how they ask uh, certain questions that are kind of, um, that's one of the things we've seen with a couple of our um, L&D podcasts is that um, when they're doing employee interviews uh, and stories, they have the, this kind of common question that they ask and then everybody kind of knows now and they kind of plan out their, their answer and uh, start to, you know, they make discussion and things like that. And that's, I mean, you, you hear that in probably a lot of podcasts that yeah. you enjoy personally. So that's always a good starting point. Um, and yet we have a lot of resources about uh, kind of approaches and, and different things and, um, you know, start with your, what your goals are, you know, why, why are you thinking about doing it? Uh, and if you are at that point of thinking about it, you probably have a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it probably makes sense to do a, a pilot and uh, get going on it. And uh, it's, you know, the resources are out there. If you've never recorded or edited, there's so much mm. good information. We just did one about Zoom, about how you make that into a podcast. And it, we go step by step. We did a video and a, and a little blog post about it. Uh, and 
th that kind of stuff is readily, you know, out there for for quickly learning and being able to put it into place without, you know, having to feel like it's going to be a major endeavor for the next six months. <laughs> fabulous. And, you know, and just I'll just add in there as well. Give it a go. It's seriously one of those things. You don't know whether you can do it until you until you're actually doing it uh, and you'll never get good at it unless you are unless you're a bit persistent. I think that uh, the way you just explained there are some uh, some great tips, Shannon. So so as we uh, wrap up, um, if people wish to connect with you, how can they do so? Yeah, I'm uh, any any Podbean social media you can find me, but I'm, I'm Shannon M. Shannon M at podbean.com. And I'm um, also at my LinkedIn handle or whatever you want to call it is Shannon Martin writes. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty easy to find. And uh, so if you if you can't find the LinkedIn group by searching, you can send me a message on LinkedIn and I can uh, send you the invite to that as well. And I'm I really am always glad to chat with people and answer questions. And it's fun connecting with podcasters, creators and people that are, you know, I love I love the learning space because I think it's so uh, it's I mean, it's I've always been a learner at heart my whole, since since birth <laughs> and will always continue. So I, I love, you know, being able to support people in that space. Fabulous. Thanks, Shannon. We'll put some uh, some links into uh, to the resources and to uh, uh, to your social media in the show notes as well. But all that's left for me to say, Shannon, is thank you very much for being a guest on the Learning and Development Podcast. I really enjoyed it. Digital content development of any kind is now a core capability for L&D today. And podcasting is an emerging area of content development. Of course, as we discussed in this episode, podcasts can be quick and easy to deploy in service of a defined need. If you want to have a go, remember to experiment rather than to launch it as a new commitment or, or millstone around your neck. See if it gets you the results you seek and not just some attention. If you'd like to get in touch with me, perhaps to suggest topics you'd like to hear discussed, you can tweet me at David in Learning and connect on LinkedIn for which you'll find the links in the show notes. And goodbye for now.